Welcome to Nowness. Welcome. Nowness is Nauko and Nauko, two women paying attention to the details of ordinary life. Our friendship spans three decades, two countries, and now two cities, San Francisco and the greater Seattle area. We're wives, working mothers, and feminists in our 40s. Thanks for joining us. Now this is just us showing up to connect and to recalibrate our voices and stories. Welcome. Well, fantastic. Definitely the seasons are changing. We are having a beautiful autumnal foliage color change. Mm. How is it like there in Northern Cal? Same here. It's been really cold for me. I feel like this winter um, is colder or fall winter is colder than last year, last few years. I don't know. So really the temperature has yeah dropped i feel like yeah well it was a really considerably long hot summer for us Hmm. yeah it's hard to believe that it's already you know november and the holiday season is just around the corner in my mind you know it's like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas is just a mad kind of rush. Usually an ear-end rush. So I, I it's, can't believe it's already here. I'm texting back and forth about um, permission to talk about what I want to talk about. Um, <laughs> and I did get the simple okay, but... On the topic of seasonal change, I really loved what you texted me Mm. yesterday um, about changing seasons, beginning and end, life and death metaphors, cycles are on your mind, Mm. um, and the natural rhythm of life and how we can be attuned and aligned versus fighting the wisdom of nature. So beautiful. (laughs) Our text reads like poetry. (laughs) Um, And certainly is going to be in the show notes. (laughs) Definitely putting that there. And that was your reaction to basically me sharing with you that my daughter um, had to break up her three-year relationship, her one and only um, three-year relationship. And that's just been, that was quite a sudden change for me Mm. as a mom to Mm. get that knowledge um and so clearly I'm in like protective mama bear mode yeah and just want to make sure that she's okay um and so um she's hanging in there I think yeah we've been doing things I think the beauty is that I could just go pick her up (laughs) Mm -hmm. versus which is like really kind of a new pulse for me because when you and I and we've talked about this so many times when we left home for college it was that if we had the opportunity because it was international if we had the opportunity to go home it would have been during the summertime right and and if we were very lucky then potentially over the winter break or Mm -hmm. winter holiday yeah um so that's like a new new pulse for me because (laughs) if she calls me can you come get me I'm like sure (laughs) I'll be right there yeah So that's been a really beautiful experience for me. Yeah. I can only try to imagine because I'm not there yet. And uh, yeah, I'm eager to hear your story and um, experience. Because again, this is just all imaginary for me. Yeah. And who knows, right? Like I, I, I can appreciate your experience and hope for the best that that would be similar but I also you know it's all depends on wherever my daughter wants to go right and yeah and then can um only imagine what our mothers went through with us being so far away yeah that's that's a great that's exactly I asked myself that because I feel like, I don't know, right? Because I've never asked that. 
and I've never had that conversation with my mother. Mm-hmm. And but- I mean, for us, well, for me anyway, it's not, it wasn't just about physical distance, I think. It was just the type of relationship I had with my mother that I don't know if I would have, say, you know, those relationships and stuff like that, that that I would have turned to her for advice necessarily. Oh, back then when I was younger, like college years, right? Like that's a, um, I aspire to have that kind of relationship with my daughter that you clearly have with yours, right? Yeah. And I'm pivoting. It's more before I go into the relationship piece, it's more like the, just the, just on the topic of (laughs) how leaving, leaving the nest, (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the, just the experience of just like, I, I miss my daughter and I'm sure my mother did, but she was more, um, mm. <laughs> which is, I can't even translate that. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, I would say my mom too in that way too I think it it may be a generational thing it's also cultural too in terms of their upbringing like I think the overlap of parents and their child and how much those spheres overlapped is very different say like for my mom and my grandmother that overlapped how she was with me and then how I see myself and my daughter, these three generations, right? Three kind of the overlap, I think for me would be the most overlapped and then less and less for, you know, for my mom and my, me and my mother, and then my mother and my grandmother. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like how much they centered their parenting experience on our lives Cause my mom definitely was not like, I don't think she took care of me. Yes. But how much of my life and what I was doing captivated her attention and her like is um, very different from my experience. I don't know if I'm kind of explaining it. I just want to be like, do tell more. Well. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, um, I think the just the experience of going to a co-educational school, hmm. um, learning those dynamics as a mom is new to me. Um, hmm. Certainly my first child hasn't gone like um was much more i wouldn't i mean he's a social butterfly right now Mm. but he in high school i think he kept to a very close knit of um friends that i didn't um relationships even friendships i mean we didn't really talk about it Mm. um and now that he's flourishing (laughs) becoming a social butterfly I get to hear more of the dynamics and then I get to see it on social media like what what's going on and but Mm. um, yeah so anyway um, I'm definitely homesick these days because I haven't seen uh, my mom for two years Mm. and now that Japan has completely opened up for foreigners Mm. um, I'm definitely going to make it a, yeah, I'm gonna go see her. But I, it's 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 really interesting how I feel like I'm not Japanese, but then when I get nostalgic or homesick, like why the heck am I saying homesick? Because <laughs> I've lived in this country for 30 years, but I still my mother's magnet. Mag, I guess her she her presence is is the magnet, mm. um, and so that's why I feel like um, Japan is home because of her presence Mm. um i could see that dynamic changing if she dies um would i still call japan home maybe not um Mm. but it's like totally manifesting in all the the foods that i eat 
So like yesterday I made um hamachi kama. <laughs> Mm. Again, and sashimi, and oh my gosh, all these things that remind me of Tokyo.、Mm. I've been, maybe it's your influence too when you text me, like certainly the、um, ramen,、mm. <laughs> sashimi too. Yeah. You don't eat sashimi frequently. Once,、mm. Yeah. Mina loves temaki sushi as a. Dinner menu, so、mm. um, yeah, I, I would say I'm homesick too. For me, I, I'm I think Japan will always be my home, uh, uh, home, and the US is my home too, in both very different ways, right? Home, in a sense, for me, Japan is where I grew up my formative years, and you know, like you say, my parents being there, um. Yeah, I can't wait to go back. And someday I hope we can be back together. That would be an epic. So, summer day. Epic、uh, return, like Kikoku back home and go to my grandma's Korean barbecue restaurant would be. um Summer, please. Epic. Summer. Summer. <laughs> summer. Next summer.、Mm. What, when are you planning to? I'm curious. Do you already have time frame timing and stuff?、Um, so, yeah, probably after school ends, maybe before it gets way too hot because I hear、yeah. it's extremely hot. Yes.、Um, probably June ish. Because、mm. July, August is like going to be. August is out of question. <laughs> August is the peak, I was going to say. Yeah, August is out of question. And Okay, talk about seasonal changes. There's so many things that are going on. Like,、um, our, our, because of daylight saving, our mornings are right, bright early, but then、mm-hmm. we get dark at 4 ish.、Wow. I know. So, so I'm like the seasonal blues, I'm already like experiencing it. There's definitely a seasonal, I wouldn't go as far as depression per se, but so the blues. Yes.、Um, and what my point is, since Seattle, the best is the summertime, I probably wouldn't, I would not be, <laughs> I would not be immersing myself. I don't, I don't have to be in Tokyo in August or July. Hmm. Yeah, that might be challenging because I know we're planning a trip to my first trip to Yosemite in that time frame. So, and I think my parents are hoping, fingers crossed, that they haven't been back to the States since the onset of the pandemic. So, they haven't, yeah, they're looking forward to、um, being back. <laughs> We'll see. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah.、Mm. Alrighty. So, and then, yeah. And then, so I shared with you, I, I, I actually forgot on Nowness if I already mentioned. Yeah. So, my daughter broke up. I think I did.、Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just loved your response of it is indeed an opportunity to learn, most importantly, about herself, her values, what is meaningful to her, and what she wants in her life. Um, um, this time of exploration and discovery is so critical. Hope she can soar to taste the power of freedom. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. It really reminds me of myself, too, because I remember, I don't know, like I still remember, and I guess we always will remember our first, first relationship.、Mm. But I was like so deep in it that I completely lost sight of my friends. Mm. Um, Mia has, a healthy, has had a healthier relationship、um, with her ex boyfriend. And so,、um, but she too is like, oh, I'm like hanging out more with my friends and making new friends. And I'm like, yay! <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I just don't think it was just talked about much when we were. Um, teenagers is like, just you know, you don't need to focus 
you know, too much on studies. It's, it's a balance between mm. studies, finding yourself and then balancing it with that social sphere, you know, of, of, yeah. of, of new, new friendships. Yeah. With, I mean, I think our, our, you know, counselors and teachers, you know, may have talked about, quote unquote, the importance of finding yourself. But I don't think we really um, dived into what that specifically looks like and feels like. We can talk about things that are really important in generalities that but doesn't land in a young person's mind. Like, what does that mean? Like, you have to love yourself before you can love somebody else. Like, these are all cliches that we grew up with, which is in, like cliche, but very true. But I don't think... I mean, certainly me, myself, um, outside of school, home, I really didn't have those healthy conversations that a young person should and must have um, because of culture, generation, all of the things that impact, um, you know, my parents and how they, their role, how they themselves saw as their role to have these conversations. Like culturally, that's not you know, the norm, right, in Japan growing up. And so. So true. Yep. Yeah. I I wish if I were able to go back, I wish I had that somebody, whether, yeah, somebody to guide me through what that really feels like and looks like, you know, because, again, I don't think you can... I, I don't think I really understood what that meant. Yeah, excellent point. I, I don't even remember talking. I don't. I don't think it was even brought to my attention. I really don't remember. Talk about right, like remembering, recalling these. I, I have a complete. I don't remember. Did we? I, I mean, I know we had like sex ed and certain philosophical questions in TOK, which was part of IB, or, I mean, I know we took religion as a class and, you know, I'm not religious, but some of those spiritual big life, life, death kind of questions, I think we had conversations around, but again, maybe through the lens of religion. So maybe that's just very one narrow way of having that conversation. Um, <laughs> but... Where was that? I really don't recall talking about. Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, those kind of like big topics are. Yes, agree. But then, like, we, I don't think we ever. And I also think it's actually a now. <laughs> talk about pun intended. <laughs> it's a now moment of, of, I think, within the last five years, or even maybe within the decade, that finally whether it's the Me Too movement, whether it's um, this just complete, you know, in the U.S. where we're talking about the underserved community is really mm. being amplified. Mm. And so I think even in the United States, it's, it's, it's of today. It's a moment of today to talk about your feelings, your vulnerabilities, and yada, yada, yada. Mm. So I'd, I'd, I'd be curious to know if, yeah, what 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 our alma mater, you know, what is talked about <laughs> today, like in the in the in the young ones' uh, lives, and if they do talk about, they probably do um, talk about more about the self and the vulnerability and whatever. But I'm totally with you. Like I had no idea that that concept existed. Um, I just remember in hindsight that I was just selfish. <laughs> say more. What do you mean? I think in retrospect, I was like really eager to leave Tokyo. So that mm. was one thing. And then, and then I didn't, I didn't look back. I didn't look back at anything. And, and like, um, that's the difference between my kids and me a little bit is like, I was like, fly. <laughs> Bye. It was also me too. When I, back on the comment of my mother was very sapparishita, but I think I was mm. very sapparishita too. I didn't mm. know the missing pieces until maybe in my twenties, 
And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, yeah. And I, again, the big, the big moment for me was losing my father at 18, which is my mm. daughter's age right now. Mm. Um, that was just so huge that I think that was, that was, I don't know, in hindsight, I probably, I think it was just a big wake up call about what, what is my purpose? Why am I living on this earth? What is my, but, but, but again, I was still very selfish <laughs> of mm. what I wanted, what I want to do, what I want to do anyway. But I think that's a specific lens to na- even name that drivenness selfish. Like, why, why do we have to name that selfish when you're just honoring yourself? Unless you're like, in purposely that that choice, those choices purposely like harmed others in some way, shape or form. Like, I don't I, I think I want to question that, like, why? Why do we name your name that choice as selfish you're just following your heart right or what what you thought as you wanted going for what you wanted whether that was college or well selfish in the sense of yeah only thinking about thyself oneself i can't think of another word i wasn't thinking about others I don't, I don't find it, I, I don't find it negative per se. It's just, just blatantly, I was only thinking about myself. Mm, but I think in general, the use of the term selfish is, has very negative connotations, I think. I also, yeah, you know, well, it's also normal. I don't, it's, yeah. I mean, don't you don't, wouldn't you say that oh, I was driven and focused on my goals that has very different like i wasn't driven i wasn't driven for anything i i was trying to figure out i wasn't driven wasn't i don't think driven hit until like i got divorced (laughs) Mm. until i got divorced and had two kids and i was a single mom of two and i was like okay like i am like driven to now grow my career or not even grow my career, but I found my career and now I'm going to do everything to, yeah, that drive didn't come until my thirties. Mm. I don't see it as too negative for myself. I think it is, it is what it is and it was and it was, and I think it's just adolescent thing. And yeah, you could call it, yeah, <laughs> something more positive, but it's, it's fine. Um, so what would you, I guess, on the relationship piece? Oh, so because I'm a mom and because I am that 18, that that stage in my life is pretty clear because of what I went through. Mm. Like I really remember it really well. Mm. And the fact that I have a daughter now or even a son, right? two children in that same realm mm. is quite um, phenomenal. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we're thinking of 18 specifically about relationships, right? Or just yourself or where you were. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think going 18 to 19, I think, was a pivotal time frame for me in myriad of ways and one was awake like unlearning some of the myths about myself right like when I ask myself where did those stories come from I'm not quite sure and why did I believe it so wholeheartedly I think it was just because the environment right so the Myth about um, me being basically, to use the American term, jock, right? I always saw myself as a jock, right? Like an athlete. I think I've mentioned this in the past in our conversations. Um, But unlearning that. Because when you're labeled from a young age that you're an athlete and that is the most prized thing that everyone around you values and sees, that's all there was for me to um hold and hang on to as something positive in my life 
Right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful that I had that because had I not had that, who knows where I'd be. Right. I, I certainly without the success in my athletic abilities and finding a sense of belonging, I want to say I could have dropped out. Right. I think that was the trajectory where I was headed. And thanks to fo- people in my life like you um, making those really, really critical connections to transform my, the pathway, right? I was headed in that direction and thankfully I was able to incrementally shift and um, graduate. But anyhow, for me, I think 18, 19, um, pivotal aha moments of like, oh, I am smart, right? Like I, I never, I would never have used that word smart to describe myself. That was never what people described me as either. Um, and so that's a fundamental shift in seeing my, how I saw myself and my own potential, right? And possibilities. I always thought you were smart. I always thought, and maybe it's because we were close and, and smart. There's like these, I mean, back but to- street smart, right? Like I definitely yeah. people, I was labeled as academically <laughs> maybe challenged or at best average <laughs> is how I internalize that. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. 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 I can see that. I, I, yeah. 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 So dangerous isn't it <laughs> the label we went to a small school with a single sex school and like man can you imagine can you imagine i don't know my kids survived they did well <laughs> like, yeah the power of education and teachers and all of that yeah good shape, and bad and everything shape the kids yes. life and trajectory is yeah. huge mm-hmm. i don't think we give enough credit to especially in this country how much teachers play a role um, in our kids' lives, right? Yeah, that I think that definitely. I think you're absolutely right. Why the heck? I mean, that. I mean, with COVID, I think we finally, as a country, we recognize like the importance of essential workers, mm. and. Um, whether it's grocery store workers to the nurses and doctors in the hospital. But I do agree. I think one of Oprah's messages is the teacher is so important. And I know that was her advocacy work to call Mm. into how important teachers are, but you're absolutely right. This country doesn't recognize it based on the salary that they make. Mm. Right. It's, it's like notorious for being, and you hear, I think every year here, and um, I'm not in the Seattle school district, but there's mm-hmm. always um, protests on teachers calling out the unions and calling out the, yeah, elevate the teacher's wages is a mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree with you on that for sure. Under underestimated. For sure. And, and, and the, and also I think I, yeah, you're right. Even through COVID until, until, until we hit, um, the graduation ceremony Mm. and I heard, you know, kind of the speakers speaking about what the class of 2020, I mean, that core 20, 2021, 2020, went through i mean they, because it was unprecedented mm. it, it was like it was like we got through it as a community and the teachers are the heroes for mm. sure man so yes yes so good or bad <laughs> and everything in between um and yeah. so i wish like when i think about that time and maybe you know this is just me my current self older self you know why quote quote unquote I don't know if it's I need air quotes or not but wiser self when I read um Bell Hooks's book all about love new visions 
it really kind of um it was so powerful and it's one of my favorite reads from 2021 and one that i return to all the time and that's one thing that i wish i had something like that like even when i was in 20s in college right like or after college like one thing that really like stood out for me was like oh i wish i had something like this to inform me to uh, full of insights and counter narrative of what mainstream media and how we talk about love right how we talk about love is so full of myth and i don't know i don't i don't think we do a good job of educating younger people about what real love is and we don't even have the language right and that book really gave me the language to talk about love and i think i've referenced it in past conversations where i one thing that still to this day stands out for me is that love cannot exist with violence right and that that fundamentally changes my whole experience of love from childhood and so that was an immensely transformative read that I go back to and um, would highly recommend to for young women, men, young folks to familiarize themselves with these new language and framework to be critical of our mainstream culture and how we talk about love. So maybe I have to gift it to Mia. I'm curious when, when your daughter starts dating, whomever, hmm. how will you and your husband react? You know, Mia reminded me, Mia reminded me when um, we first, like she was going out for some party or whatever, apparently. <laughs> The whole family got in the car and ensured whom she was seeing. And we introduced ourselves to the mom and dad. <laughs> She's like, mom, you remember that? I'm like, what? I don't remember that. I vaguely. But I think my husband's very traditional in that sense, too. I think mm. men have a different perspective. I'm not trying to do the, the gender differences. But um, I think because he was a boy, <laughs> he knows how boys think hmm. and he was just very adamant like he's gonna like yeah i'm gonna go meet the father i'm gonna meet the dad i mean sorry mom mm. <laughs> and we all barged into we all barged into the forum and be like hello how are you we are mia's family <laughs> <laughs> like don't mess right the underlying underlining unspoken word was don't you dare <laughs> hurt her or make sure that she, you know, goes, I don't know, gets there safely and gets back in time. No, I think that's. <laughs> so I'm just curious how you and your hubby would. Yeah, you know? I have no idea. And I think this is good that I can kind of prepare myself imaginatively in, you know, thinking about how I would, re I have no idea really. I mean, I think, um, Tim may have a little bit more experience, right, um, with my stepkids, but I actually, you know, he and I talk about a lot of things, but we <laughs> have not talked about this, so it'll be interesting to pick his brain and explore, um, but some of it is like, right, like, until you live it, you can't really know how it's, how, how I'm going to feel, yeah. Um, I'm sure it's complex. Um, like you say, as a mama bear, like all you want to do is protect. I mean, even if it's not even relationships, right? Like when she hurts herself, right? Like as a parent, like it's a, a completely different way of um, relating to somebody's pain, your child's pain that somehow I feel responsible for because I'm the caretaker, you know, the, the parent. And yet there has to be a healthy boundary of like, not everything is going to be my fault. 
and that this is going to be, you know, all of us is a learning journey. Wow. Um, and I have to really prepare myself to, I mean, I think I've already have prepared, um, lived through, yes, it's not relationship, the pain that my daughter is experiencing through relationships, but just like sickness pain, right? Like I react very viscerally to her pain. Ha, ah, that's revealing. Wow. In ways that I probably don't for myself. It's very different. I mean, I don't know if I'm um, explaining and describing it well, but it's, so it's if, if she gets a cold or if she gets, God forbid, she doesn't get the flu, but um, like cold or I don't know if she's not, if she's feeling under the weather, you, you yeah, feel like yeah if, when, when i'm witnessing her in pain it's very hard for me and i want to do everything i can to whatever i can to alleviate it and be there for her you know what i mean like i still remember like and maybe this is because i use it in my meditation guided meditation you're supposed to imagine your loved one you know going through a hard time or and then the thing that all i always work um what comes to mind is when um she was in pain like a stomach cramp and like in the middle of the night like right 2 a.m or something and like woke up and try to be there <laughs> um rubbing her back or whatever like that is um a snapshot of something that i will always remember and that feeling of helplessness and powerlessness of not like but also being there to not share the pain but like be in the moment with my daughter um yeah so yeah i can't i mean i i <laughs> i'm living through the pain and like it's very complicated for me complex and i can't even imagine like this is we're talking about just like a stomach ache and not like <laughs> what are we how am i gonna navigate <laughs> yeah so for me i you're 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 right i i I haven't experienced it and I didn't think I was going to come close to experiencing this on like right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, the dangerous part is if, if the gentleman, her ex-boyfriend shows up in, in front of me, I don't think I could be um, non-emotional about it because <laughs> there was mm. an investment of the entire family. So um and I, and we had a good relationship with the parents as well. So like mm -hmm. I, I, I think Mama Bear mode would be like, I think I would just be just disappointed and angry and um, well maybe maybe not anymore. It's kind of like waned a little bit, but mm -hmm. so do not show up in front of me because I cannot predict <laughs> how how I'm gonna react. <laughs> um. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna pivot to food. <laughs> food is always comforting. Mm. What are you? Um... Oh, so what we had for lunch today is because my um, I don't know. It just makes me so content to have both of my daughters with me. Mm. <laughs> Yet again, I. I now I'm not supposed to use the word selfish anymore, according to no, you. No, but... I'm not. I'm not saying that. Sorry. <laughs> but um, I just uh, I don't know if it's just me or generally. I mean, so for you, when you use that word, there's no negative connotation for you <laughs> personally. Maybe huh? the problem is I think the problem is that I'm, I'm unapologetic about it. <laughs> Like, yeah, man. I was like, yeah, I feel selfish, but it is I feel selfish. No, I don't have no, I just feel like it's just I'm just selfish. Just give me some other words. I don't know. I can maybe I don't have like a vast vocabulary. But <laughs> um anyway, I feel very content to have uh both of my daughters with me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we, of course. <laughs> We went out for soup dumplings. Mmm. Sharonpao. Hi. Ski? Yeah. And then um Sharonpao and then of course the Hanitsuki gyoza. 
right? Mm. So the winged, winged dumplings. And then um, one of my favorite dishes is also this, I don't know if you know, this Chinese um, scallion pancake. Mm. It's kind of like, I know, you know, you make, it's different from the Korean one. Yeah. But there's a scallion, just simple scallion, which I love when it's crispy. Mm. Um, so you went to a dim sum place. Dim sum It's it's just also. um dumpling. We have a lot of dumpling places here. Mm. Mm. Yum. <laughs> what is for dinner tonight? Um, you know, since it's been really cold, Tim made a chicken stew last night. Mm. Um, Tim and Mina, they were both. Um, had the Friday off because of Veterans Day. Um, and so that will be our dinner. Is the chicken stew, is it, is it thick? What kind of um, base is it? Uh, this one, he did tomato based. Um, and he knows how much I love soup. Like mm. anything he makes, I like it soupy and all the soup is gone because I'll just eat all of the soup. So I think he just knows by experience to make stew soupy for me. Um, so it's not, it's, this one was not thick and more soupy. Well, yeah. I'm so happy. Like how long have you been with your hubby now? I'm... Um, 2009 so that's uh 12 13th this year uh august we celebrated our 13th anniversary but that's but, like from our yeah, wedding that's, yeah that's uh, what, <laughs> it's already that long i can't believe it's 13 years already since your wedding that's insanely insane really yeah <laughs> i mean i was there for those who are listening, that was 13 years ago. It's insane. I mean, Mina oh, is God. 11, so of course, right? It makes sense that it's... What, what, does that feel like 13 years to you? That feels like five to me. Yeah, I mean, it feels like <laughs> yesterday and like both like yesterday and, you know, yeah, yes, it's been 13 years. I mean, when I see the growth of Mina and like, that's been 11 years, I mean, it feels again, like yesterday, <laughs> but seeing her at, yeah, I don't know. It's just so contradictory, but, um, but yeah. the, every stage of it, right. Markers of it that, that I can think of. Um, wow. Yeah, it's both long and fast. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. right like, yes okay yeah. so 13 years but yeah but you guys knew each other for a while so yeah I mean I've known him uh for a long time yeah so but even before like 96 I would say would be like oh my gosh so what is the math do the math yeah, I'm, I'm doing I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm plugging it in my calculator right now oh 20 26 years. yeah there you go that's insane so that's I think that's that's so lovely oh it's, it's not, yeah it's even more but anyway yeah, yeah I just want to like well I just I just want to celebrate that you know it's it's hard to I just, I'm just, since I've known you since sixth grade, I think it's just so lovely. It just goes back to like, as a mom, you wish for your child to be able to, I don't know. There's, I guess there's no, I don't know. I don't want to put anything. I mean, I don't, I don't want her to be single for the rest of her life. Um, I did tell her like, I'm going to be living close to you <laughs> in your adulthood. <laughs> I don't, I want to be close. I mean, I just feel like life is so frail and too short to live, mm -hmm. live if so, I'm just going to continue to pray for that. <laughs> but mm. it's, it's like, that is what I, you know, as much as, you know, relationships are so frail, no relationship is perfect. I will yeah. like her to be able to, I mean, all my kids to be able to find that, you know, when I leave this planet, this earth, this lifetime, mm. like, I hope that you know, they'll be able to find con 
happiness with someone else. Mm. So. I'm curious, but uh, when you, you know, have those conversations with Mia, are you um, able to have it centered on her experience and what she wants, no matter what that might look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just curious. Like, we've never really talked about this. Like, some people may wish to have the traditional, like, married and have kids. Like, but how, where are your thoughts on? I don't want her to, my thoughts is, my number one thing um, is, please find yourself. You have Mm -hmm. to be 100% complete to the best of your completion. (laughs) Because I... (laughs) I only got to know that when I was 30. So I just want her to start a little earlier in life. Mm. Um, you know, and that that's the point of, of someone coming, like I have been divorced and, the, and, and it's the father of her. And mm. I have no animosity against him because I had a great epiphany and revelation that it was me. <laughs> You know, like I, I was subconsciously looking for a father figure. I was, I was not complete. I mean, I met, I met him when I was 19. Like how, I think it's, I think, yeah. So, but you're an exception because I know you have a kind of age difference, but you have grown together, right? For me, it wasn't like that with my exes. Like I was still a child very much and we just didn't grow grow together mm. in relationship. So when I needed, I mean, the divorce really was like, I, I need to like, I we were just stunted in, in, independently. Mm. So if you're stunted independently and individually, there's no way you're going to bring positivity to a relationship. Mm. Right? Because you can't complete one another. You really, and this was the message to her is like, right, there's one person who is 100%, there's another who's 100%, and you come together as a, you know, sphere of a relationship. And whole individual. Whole individual. And even so, I'm sure you would agree with me, is that that relationship is still frail and fraught. Mm-mm-mm-mm. It's You need to work on it and nurture it and work on it and nurture it, right? Yeah. So, at the bottom line, it's just like, go be a social butterfly within reason. Meet as many people as you can hmm. um, um, while you continue to find what you want to do, what you, yeah. you are passionate about. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that because I don't think I had that kind of role model, direction, advice, any of that as a young person. And for me, I had to just like learn it on my own um make mistakes again and again and again and then learn it the hard way and I wish that um yeah and that that's my life story and you know I I can own it and claim it as my own but definitely I agree that um really I would love you know for Mia and Mina to be able to have that sense of um security and safety and confidence to really um, be centered on themselves, right? First and foremost, before, you know, leaping into something that you're not ready. Well, you might think you're ready, but then later on find out. And then then that's their path too and journey too. So there's never right or wrong, but I hope that, you know, I think the late teens, early 20s definitely is a, I would like it to be a time of true self-exploration, right? And not about pleasing others and um, doing something by those external measures we internalize from a very young age. Okay, amen. <laughs> so what are you having for dinner? I think it's leftover. That sounds so like that 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 pivot it was not inspiring. I'm sorry. I just want to end and are you just when you ended the conversation. Um but we have some poke poke still left over from last night and then miso shiru. 
Mm. Oh, so real. <laughs> Wait, Mr. Shiro, what is your gu? So the um. Ano desu ne? What what? How would you translate gu? Uh, it's the the filling the, the the yeah the what's inside the, soup. the ingredients inside <laughs> the miso soup so. i like my miso soup simple so mm. my miso soup is just tofu and wakame mm. tofu to wakame de. yeah i just blend the miso with the dark miso and the shiro miso white miso it's a blend mm. and that's it nice Ijo. how about you <laughs> about your ingredients <laughs> uh we often do um also oh, i love enoki ah, hi, hi. and for whatever reason mm. man since the pandemic the price is like ridiculous like eight dollars and like definitely have to buy it when we do nabe but they're not even existent in um like i don't see it in the japanese store anymore either i don't know what is going on with the enoki like, and I talked to my mom and there she's like, what? <laughs> the price is insane because it's only like, what, 100 yen or something, a dollar in Japan. Oh, uh, no. Is it forest fires related? Mm -hmm. I don't oh, know. But... And I know there was some, like, somebody got sick or something or possibly have passed away uh, from eating not, like, undercooked. Enoki. Uh, enoki. Oh my gosh. We're very sick, so I don't know. There's Oh my gosh, there's this product that I think you're gonna really love that they sell at Costco, but believe it or not, it's manufactured by a Japanese owned company and mm. their subsidiary is located in Oregon. Anyway, it's inoki. It's 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 like um it's preserved inoki. It's like otsukemono janaimono because inoki is mushroom, so you can't it's not and it's spicy. It's got a little bit of spice. And I'm going to take a picture of it and you could buy it at Costco. At least you could buy it at Costco here. But yeah, it's in hopefully because it seems like a lot of Costco products are like specific to location. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. It is for regional or whatever. So. Yeah. So well, we'll see. Who's it? OK. Hi. Hi. Love you. Love you, too. Bye-bye, King. Bye-bye, King.